Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome in to the Illinois Final Line I post game on the Coach Steve Show. Uh, Illinois moments from losing to Indiana, 80-65. to That was a tough one to watch. Illinois lost 80-65 to to end their winning streak, bringing them to 13-6, and 4-4 and in conference, bringing Indiana 12-6, and 3-4 and in the Big Ten. Uh, we're going to break down exactly how Indiana got this win over Illinois and ended their win streak uh, and discuss all that. Uh, welcome into the Coach Steve Show. Make sure you hit the like button, subscribe button on the YouTube channel. Follow and rate on Apple and iTunes. Helps out the podcast. Follow me at Coach underscore Steve72 on Twitter and the Coach Steve Show on Twitter as well. Uh, and hit the like button and follow it on Facebook, the Coach Steve Show Facebook. Um, so Illinois coming off of a little bit of a win streak uh, playing Indiana. They were feeling good. And hosting Indiana, which is a big-time rivalry game, which Illinois has not done well in rivalry games this year. Losing to Missouri, uh, losing to Northwestern, and now losing to Indiana. Illinois was on a four-game winning streak, beating Wisconsin, Nebraska, Michigan State, and Minnesota. Then hosting Indiana against the Hoosiers. And right at the very beginning of the game, you felt like Illinois was still being themselves. Uh, They... Hopped out, I think it was a 4 nothing lead, and just the energy you felt in the State Farm Center slash Assembly Hall. And they they were feeling good, and 
it just you felt like okay we're gonna have a tight game but Illinois feeling good looking good feeling good and Indiana said enough with that type of nonsense and they just they just brought it to Illinois you know there's not much huge much to break down there are some things um Indiana just looked like a tougher team they were playing tougher on defense they were being very physical they were cutting to the basket extremely hard and nobody and absolutely nobody could stop Jackson no one could stop Jackson Davis whatsoever he ended up with 35 points no one could stop Jackson Davis there was no answer for him. Uh, Danger did the best that he could. Uh, you know, Kofi Coburn has owned him for a couple years, and they just showed, I think, how good Kofi Coburn was. Not taking anything away from Danger because his post moves are extremely um, otherworldly, the way he can spin, how fast he is, and how well he can get to the rim uh, and spinning from free throw lane, getting there. But that ultimately came down to Indiana was playing much tougher than Illinois. And their ball movement for Indiana was a lot better than Illinois. Illinois still showed flashes of what they've been doing. But Illinois, it went they went back to not moving the ball as well. And it seemed like there was times where they would panic, which you can't blame them when you're down by 10 at halftime. You were down before that. Then you were getting losing by 20 or losing by 22. And we got into this panic-type mode for Illinois. Because you go back to what you know. Illinois has been in a couple tight squeezes over this win streak, but they were ultimately up most of those games during the win streak. Then this one, when you're down and you're going up against a team that's being physical with you by pushing you to where you don't want to go, uh, pushing you outside of your comfort zone, when you drive to the lane, somebody's there to hit you, and you are not used to this. And then in the post, again, Jackson Davis, nobody, literally nobody had answered. He was 15 of 19. Now, some of that was luck. Some of the shots he was making are the little hook shots. God was shining down on those shots. Not taking anything away from him, but there are times where the ball just rolls in. The ball just rolls in. Um, Indiana had no production from point-wise off their bench, so all their starters had to contribute into this win. Geronimo for them, 13 points, 35 for Jackson Davis, like we said. Uh, Cop had six points. Galway had 11, so all their starters. The only guy, Renanu, five points off the bench. That's about it for Illinois, for their scoring. Uh, the only person that really seemed to figure out a way to score was Shannon Carter. He had 26. He was 8 of 18. Harris had eight points. Danger had nine points. It's not like he had a lot more with some of the post moves he made, but they came a little bit too late. Coleman Hawkins, nine points. The only person to score off the bench was Melendez. He had 10 points, and Epps had three points. So some of the scoring did not come from the same people that it had always come from. Uh, Shannon Carter tried to do everything he could. But ultimately, Indiana just played much tougher, tougher defense and Illinois just really had no answer. And what happened was when Illinois got taken out of their rhythm, out of their comfort zone, they went right back to what we were kind of seeing versus uh, Missouri and a little bit versus Northwestern where they got away from going to that 2-1-2 look to get the ball to the free throw lane, cuts, ball screens. They did it at times, but they started to get away from it. They started to 
tense up a little bit, started to turn the ball over. They weren't pushing the ball in transition, which, again, if, you, if you're a team against Illinois and you're making all your shots and you take that transition part away, Illinois doesn't fully struggle if you put them in half court. But if they're not doing well in the half court and they're not doing well in transition, they don't really seem to get in a rhythm, especially when you're being physical. Now, if you're not as physical with them and they do that, that's what happens. But they have been overcoming that in this win streak. But Indiana is also picked pretty high for the Big Ten this year. This was no slouch of a team that was coming to the State Farm Center at all. And ultimately, when you're allowing your the post guy to – Shannon Carter for them, or Jackson Carter, Jackson Davis, excuse me, it wasn't like watching Kofi Cobra, but when Kofi would do that to teams, this is exactly how Illinois would be to teams last year. And then another thing that kills, just absolutely kills Illinois, is free throws. Free throws have been their Achilles heel this year. Um, they were 9 of 23. 9 of 23. Okay. So you're sitting there thinking, okay, if they make 10 more, okay, they make 10 more and they miss four, okay? Now it's 75 to 80. And not, I'm not sitting there saying that they would win, but you're looking at it going, if they make 10 more of those, maybe the game's tied. It's a lot closer. If you make any of those, because as a basketball coach, you're not asking, you want them to make all of them, but you're never going to make all of them. But 9 of 23 is unacceptable to go 39.1% from the free throw line when they're free. That is unacceptable. So you're looking, okay, if you make 10 more, now you have 19. If you make 11 of them to get to 20 of 23, which is more acceptable, now you're looking at a 70, excuse me, 76 to 80 game. <clears throat> excuse me. Now Illinois is put in a much better position. Now that's not why they lost the game, but you're not doing yourself any types of favors from missing free throws. Um, for Illinois, Shannon Carter was 6 of 10 from free throws. Harris was 0 for 2. Danger was 1 of 4. Hawkins 2 of 4. Parent 0 for 2. Melendez 0 for 1. That is points left on the board that you cannot afford to give up against a team that was ranked high in the Big Ten and looked very highly on for how they play defense, for different ways they could score the basketball. Because you looked at Indiana in the first half to start to get Illinois put into this hole. They were back cutting like nobody's business. They were front face cutting like nobody's business. The passes they were making were right there. Then when all the attention gets on the post guy, it opens them up. Then they would drive right past us. That lane opened up like the Red Sea. They had the free throw lane to shoot the ball. And they were making them. They were making these little teardrop shots. They were just pulling up and hitting them. And they get there. Everybody now comes up. You throw it right down to the guy cutting to the lane. They, Indiana in the first half, looked exactly like how Illinois had been playing, where they're not stagnant. They're not trying to go all this one-on-one. They are looking to get it down low. They are able to kick it out and hit some of these shots. That is what Illinois was looking like in this win streak. Indiana looked exactly like that. They played the way Illinois played to them. 
But for Illinois in this win streak, the thing that helps them in this win streak is, again, when the other team is missing shots and we get to push the ball in transition, that puts us in a comfortable situation. We had started to get better at playing half court because we were forced to. But then they started to get comfortable in this win streak. Indiana being the tough team coming in when you can't push the ball in transition, you're forced to play half court, but they're physical with you in the half court. You start to go back to what you know, and so we start going back to isolation ball. We start going to we're going to settle for this three-point shot. We're not confident shooting the ball when we don't stop people on defense. When Indiana has 30 defensive rebounds and nine offensive rebounds. The Illinois has 13 defensive rebounds, and then we have 14 offensive rebounds, which is good, but 13 defensive rebounds compared to 30, that is not good. They had 13 assists to Illinois' seven. Now, Illinois had more steals because at the end of the game, when you started to figure out, oh, Indiana's guards are in foul trouble and they have a hard time bringing the ball up, we started to get some steals, so we had 11 steals. Indiana had six blocks to two. Illinois is on a block streak. Not this game. Turnovers. Indiana, we made them turn it over 17 times. Illinois turned it over nine times. 20 fouls for Indiana, nine for Illinois. Both had technical fouls. Largest lead was Indiana of 21. So things on this paper look like Illinois could win the game. But ultimately, when you have that bad of a free throw percentage, uh, your three-point percentage was 42%, eight of 19 Field goal overall, you're shooting 38% to Indiana 61.8%. You're not you're not going to win the game. You're not going to win very many games uh, shooting the ball quite like that. And it was just missed shots. Illinois is a confident team shooting the ball when they get these stops on defense and push the ball in transition. Um, and when they're not stopping people, when somebody on the other t- side is d- dominating them in the post, they are not a confident team shooting the ball. And then I think they started looking to a Shannon Carter start to bail them out because I've said this with Illinois when they were losing certain games or when they're standing on offense. Are they looking for somebody to bail them out? Are they looking for an Io DeSumo? Are they looking for a Kofi Coburn? Are they looking for uh, Trent Frazier? Are they looking for any of those type of guys? It kind of looks like they were, and then they started to figure out Oh, any one of us at any point in time can start hitting shots. Any one of us that starts playing really good defense can get us down there and be confident. And then we don't have Mayer scoring. You need him to score some points. They were so physical with him taking him out of the game. He was 0-4 from field goal, 0-1 from three. He only had one offensive rebound, one defensive rebound. One assist, turned the ball over one time. He was a not factor in this game either. So when you have guys that have normally been doing something and, they, and they're and they not showing up, it's hard to win. Um, people talked about adjustments you see all over social media about Brad Underwood getting and making some adjustments. Some adjustments you saw just weren't working. You saw how Illinois just – it's hard to make adjustments – Because people are like, well, why aren't they doing this? Why aren't they doing that? I guarantee you they were rotating on defense. Or he was telling them, hey, when when something happens, we've got to rotate. You saw when they didn't rotate, guys were open, cutting to the ball. Or cutting to the basket to get the ball. An adjustment would be to tell your players to do it. And if they don't do it, you figure out how to get them to do it. If not, bring another guy in. They did try to double team. They passed out of it or he was hitting shots. And, by you know, I'm talking about uh, Jackson Davis. So there were adjustments that were being made. Then they started a full-court press because they felt like they had to. 
because they were down and they started to realize, oh, this works. But it is extremely hard to full court press the entire game, especially in college basketball when you're going against the same type of athletes. And so the concerns, here's what's going to happen. People are going to all of a sudden lose their minds because now Illinois is sitting at 13-6, and 4-4 four and four in the Big Ten. They're behind Purdue, Michigan State, Rutgers, Wisconsin, Iowa, and Michigan. They're three games back from first place. They're behind all of those teams. They are... 13 and 6 overall, while Northwestern's 12 and 5. Northwestern's 3 and 3 in the Big Ten, while Illinois is 4 and 4. They're both tied three games back, but Northwestern has beat Illinois. They are now ahead of Penn State, even. So people are now going to start to all of a sudden panic. And like I said way back when, we don't need to panic. Indiana's a good team. It's a good team. And one of their guys got hot. And how do you stop that? Well, yes, double teaming. But when you do double-team him and he's able to get the ball out, that means the other guys are falling asleep on defense. Or he's making these incredible hook shots that you can't do anything about when you're playing defense, when you're walling up, arms are straight up, and there's double-team and he makes it. That's all you can do. When he's able to make a better pass out of it, that's all you can do. But ultimately, when you're not getting the rebounds, you're not pushing the ball, you're not forcing them to miss shots, and then you're not confident shooting the ball, and then you start to tense up again this one-on-one. Dribble, 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 pull up a three. Dribble, 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 we're going to drive. And then we I feel like we also give up a lot of open shots. We like to, you know, everyone, we even I did, we're talking about that extra pass, extra pass, extra pass. Sometimes there's too much. Sometimes you're open, you pump fake, drive around, pass, pass, pass. And it's like when you pump fake and drove, you're wide open for that shot. There's a drill that I got from a school, and it's called two-dribble shooting. It's literally you're in the triple threat position. You sweep and go. You take two hard dribbles, and you travel. It's not two hard dribbles a foot away from you. You are traveling. You are getting away from the defender. And you watch Illinois. They'll pump fake. They get around, and sometimes they just don't shoot the wide-open shot because we want to settle for threes. When we're down, we feel like they tense up, and they need to do that. And then if you want to talk about leadership, I think Shannon Carter was showing some leadership, but you need – Everybody. And it seemed, and then it seemed like a lot of players were getting frustrated because it's this rivalry. It's Indiana. They don't like each other. So that part's concerning. And it, again, we keep talking about how it's not going to get any easier because now you've got to play Ohio State next. And Ohio State traditionally is a very tough team. Then you got Wisconsin who's got revenge on the mind. Nebraska revenge. Iowa, who we all hate as Illinois fans. We hate Iowa. Minnesota. Rutgers. Penn State again. Then we got to go to Indiana. They're going to be confident after beating you. Now you have to go to Indiana. Northwestern, who is now confident that they beat you. Ohio State. Michigan, who we all hate as Illinois fans. And then probably the best team in the Big Ten, Purdue. So ultimately, there's no reason to panic. Um, they Illinois just looked very not lazy. They were a step behind everything on defense. They started to not move the ball around as much as they should. They were settling for shots. Um, and then we were and then ultimately again, we were just missing shots. And it's a young team that's got to figure out how to get out of shooting slumps. And so some of those things we cannot control. They cannot control. They just have to shoot the ball confidently. And it starts on defense. When you're physical on defense, stopping people, it turns on offense. Energy, effort, and rebounding help win basketball games rebounding to make sure the other team doesn't get the ball. Energy and effort on everything will work and fix things on offense. 
That is how people compete and win in basketball games. Energy, effort, and rebounding are the biggest things that help you win. So when you're not rebounding and there's hardly any energy the full time by everybody because some were there, but not everybody consistently, when we're not we're turning the ball over, we're slow on rotation because of the energy effort part, you're you're it's gonna you're gonna struggle. You're not gonna win games. You're missing free throws. You're not gonna win those games. And this is what's gonna happen. This is the Big Ten. There is no reason for us to sit here and panic. There's still plenty of time to win some Big Ten games. And if the regular season Big Ten's out the window, we can still figure out how to win some games. Get into the Big Ten tournament. See if we can't make some noise there. And then also look to get into the NCAA tournament. See if we can't do something. It's a very young team. Uh, Coach Underwood has to change his coaching style all the time. And so that's where he's a little probably frustrated, but likes at the same time, keeps him fresh. He's got to figure out how to get these guys to play. But talking about Coach Underwood's adjustments offensively, it's, you know, it looked like he was trying, see if he can't get a set play. But ultimately, when guys just want to stand and they make that decision as players to stand, it's hard as a coach to, to say, well, you are now making that conscious decision to not move. You're making this conscious decision to chuck this shot up. I'm going to tell them what it's wrong, but they're making that decision to do it. You're telling them how to rotate on defense. You're having them double team. And sometimes it just doesn't work. So what do you do? Do you go to a zone? Maybe. But if you don't practice it, you're not going to hop into it. Well, it's a college team. Maybe they should practice it. No, not really. If your philosophy is we're going to play man-to-man defense, we might switch, but we're not really going to do a zone. Maybe we hop into one, but maybe it's more of a full court trap zone. That's what you do. So, and people think there's these huge, huge, huge adjustments. Now, football is hard. Basketball adjustments, you can change who to guard who. You could say maybe only you switch. Maybe you box and one somebody uh, on offense. Maybe you could add balls. Like, there's really not huge adjustments. So, adjustment-wise, you have to do what you practice, too. It's hard to go in there and say, do this, do this, do this, when you haven't practiced it, even though they're in college. It's hard to do so with a young team. Even an experienced team, it's hard to do so. Not much adjustments Coach Underwood possibly could have made in my eyes. It's just a lot of, you know, hey, there was no energy effort and we didn't rebound. So that's what ended up being Illinois' Achilles heel. Um, but Illinois lost 80-65. to 65. Now they have to turn their focus to Ohio State coming up on January 24th. And then they got to turn their focus to Wisconsin. That's just tough schedule they got to play. Illinois is going to be just fine. They just can't rely on one guy scoring. They need other guys to contribute. But it starts on defense. That's what Coach Underwood's going to say. Starts on defense. Get into a full court. Fast breaking. That's where Illinois lives. And that's where they succeed. They will be, excuse me, just fine. Uh, Not too worried about it. But it was a tough one to watch. This is going to happen in the Big Ten. So no need to worry. Uh, Illinois fans, it's, it's going to be okay. Um... So I will end this post game verse for the Illinois versus Indiana men's basketball. Uh, like and subscribe YouTube channel. Follow Ray on Apple and iTunes. Uh, follow at Coach underscore Steve seventy two on Twitter. All that good stuff. Um, thank you guys again for watching and or listening. Check out all the other episodes, all the affiliates. Leave a comment in the comment section, and we will see you guys next time.